that has shaped and molded our lives in ways that only children can. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, Genesis chapter 1, in verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. You know, the title of our message is simply The Power of a Mother's Love. God made both man and woman in his image. But God is too vast to be represented by just man alone. He needed someone to display his beauty, his tenderness, his selflessness, his ability to create life, his ability to nurture and comfort, his sacrificial and unconditional love. And so he created mother. God's love is reflected in a mother's love, and it is a powerful love. My wife's going to share at this moment. Amen. Good morning. Uh, being a mother is a great blessing. Uh, one of the most wonderful, challenging, exciting, heart-wrenching, vulnerable, humbling, scary, fun, fulfilling, and amazing things I've ever done <laughs> and experienced. Uh, I once heard this quote, making the decision to have a child, it is momentous. It is to decide forever to have your heart go walking around outside your body. By Elizabeth Stone. I really feel the truth of this scripture, and I think those of us who are moms, we understand the truth of that, of that, of that quote. Any emotion that you could ever imagine, you go through it as a mother. The capacity to love that we have, that God has given us, is something that we didn't even know we had until we had children. And a mother's love is a powerful love, and God put this inside of us to be able to nurture and protect his creation. I'm so thankful that God, when he created us, knew that we would need mothers. We see God's love for us throughout the pages of the scriptures, but in our mothers, often we get to see a flesh and blood example of what love looks like and what it feels like. For many of us, we've been able to experience the love of God through our mothers. We see many examples of great mothers in the scriptures. In Exodus chapter 2, we find the mother of Moses, an incredible woman of trust and faith in God. At a time when all the Hebrew boys were being thrown into the Nile River, she took a huge chance because of the love that she had for her sons. She was willing to risk her life and the life of her family by keeping Moses alive and hiding him for three months. Then she trusted God to let him go as she placed him in a basket in the reeds among the Nile River. Amazingly, God gave Moses back to her. In 1 Samuel, we see Hannah, who was childless. She begged and pleaded with God for a child, promising that if he blessed her with a son, she would devote him to God's service. God did bless her with a son named Samuel, and she sacrificed him, and she gave him back to God in keeping with her promise to God, an incredible woman of integrity and sacrifice. In Proverbs 31, we see the nameless wife of noble character who had so many godly qualities. She was hardworking. She was resourceful. She was kind. She was intelligent and faithful. 
She was a woman admired by her children and her husband. She was a woman of strength who feared the Lord. In the books of Timothy, we see uh, Lois and Eunice, Timothy's mother and grandmother, who raised him to love God, even though his dad was not a Christian. They influenced him to be a man who knew the scriptures, a man of faith who became one of the leaders in the early church. And then, of course, in the Gospels, we see Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was a young mother, courageous and willing to be used by God to raise the Messiah in the flesh. I often wonder how intimidating and scary it must have been for her to know she was raising the Son of God from birth to adulthood. How she must have prayed not to mess up. What kind of pressure she may have felt. Yet she humbled herself as the Lord's servant and was willing to take on such an incredible responsibility, relying on God. She devoted herself to him both during his life and after he died and rose again, becoming one of his disciples. These are just a few of the examples of great moms that we see in the scriptures and the power of their love and the influence they had on their children. The great thing is that in our generation, we don't have to look far to see examples of great moms. Right here in our fellowship and our family, we have examples of incredible mothers. And I'm very thankful that God blessed me with a great mother. And uh, right now, I just want to take a few minutes to share about some of the qualities that I see in my mother that remind me of God and his love for us and for me. When I think of my mom, I think of devotion. She's just always there when I need her. As a child, I mean, she's consistent, she's reliable, I can always count on her. She was always willing to make sacrifices, whether it be financial, time, energy, anything, putting aside the things that she may have desired to help my sister and I pursue our dreams and our goals. She will always drop what she's doing to help. She has such a pure and selfless love for us. I remember even as an adult, um, before I had my first daughter, my first child, I, I had a miscarriage. And uh, I remember, you know, being on the phone, telling my parents about it. And the next thing I knew, they were on their way to New York. I didn't ask them to come, but she just wanted to be there to, to support me. During their trip, they actually got into a, a small car accident. But even then, they figured out how to get to us. There was no way that that was going to stop her from coming to be with me and to support me. Uh, that's a mom's devotion. She's willing to do whatever is in her power to help and to support me and my sister. And this reflects God's devotion to us. Um, we see God's devotion through the scriptures and his relationship with his people, Israel. But to me, the greatest example of where I see his devotion to me is in the life and death of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2b and 3, the Bible reads, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus was so devoted to us, God was so devoted to us, that although he was being emotionally humiliated and physically tortured, he would not give up. His devotion, his love for us, was his greatest motivation. He could have called a legion of angels to stop the suffering that he was going through, but he refused to quit. He went through with the cross. He was devoted to us to the very end. And he didn't stop there. Even when he resurrected, he told his disciples in Matthew 28, 
Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He was devoted to us in his life and in his death and will continue to be devoted to us forever. That's how God's love is devoted. He also says in Hebrews 13:5, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. This is the devotion of God. He is devoted to us. The second thing I think about with my mom is attentiveness. How attentive she was and still is to my needs. Just a genuine care and concern for her children. Isn't it funny how moms have an innate understanding of our needs? Sometimes we don't even have to say anything. But they can look at us, they can hear it in our voice. That something is wrong or something is off. You sound sad. It's like a sixth sense. You sound sad. You sound tired. You sound whatever. They hear it in us. They're so attentive to our needs. Um, I, I'm also amazed at the interest that my mom has in me. Just and That's part of the attentiveness. Just genuinely interested in me and my life. Um, as a child, she got involved with whatever it was that interested me. I remember uh, when I started professional training in ballet, I was five years old. My mom actually came and took the class with me. Um, and I think part of it was her wanting to protect me and make sure I was being treated well and taken seriously. But she also wanted to just be there. She was, wanted to be involved and know me intimately and be close to me. Still today, my mom is one of the only people that I could call to talk about my life, my children, for hours. And she will not get tired of it. <laughs> Can't do that with everybody. They have a limit, but for some, your mom just doesn't mind. You know, I can show her pictures, I can talk about good things, bad things, and she never gets tired of hearing about my life. God is attentive to us as well. Not only does he invite us to pour out our hearts to him, he also anticipates our needs and meets them. He knows us better than we know ourselves. In Psalm 139, verses 1 through 4, the scriptures read, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. God knows us inside and out. Therefore, he knows how to meet our needs. And the way I see that God's attentiveness, there's so many ways, but the greatest need that we had was for salvation, to be freed from the slavery of sin. I didn't know that. I didn't know to ask for that. That's something that God saw that we needed and created a way for us to be able to be with him. In 1 John 4, verses 9 and 10, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We didn't ask for Jesus to die on the cross, but God anticipated that need and he met it because of his love for us. God is attentive to us. The last thing I wanted to share about my mom is just how she always had vision for me and for my sister. Just a visionary. She expressed vision. She always wanted me to grow and become greater, always calling me higher, even till now. She instilled the belief that there was nothing that I could not do if I set my mind to it, if I worked hard enough. There was nothing that I couldn't do. She inspired me to have confidence, to take risks, 
to try new things and to believe that I could succeed. God also has great vision for us. In Jeremiah 29, verses 11 and 12, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Even in John chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus actually says that we're going to do as a, as a body even greater things than he did. He expressed vision for us. And these are my stories. These are some of the memories I have. There's so many other qualities I could share about my mom. But think of your own life, your own stories of your mother or the mother figure or grandmother or aunt, sister, someone who showed you this type of love. And ask yourself, if this is how my mother who is human and sinful and imperfect, loves me, how much more does God, my creator, love me? I am blessed. You know, as, as my, ma- my wife was sharing about her mom, I felt, yeah, she could be a little too attentive at times. You guys need to do a little more dusting. But I appreciate it. You know, it's, we see all these qualities in our moms, you know, and, and it's, it's only right for us to honor the mothers that God has put in our lives, even if it's just thanking God, thanking them for giving us life. Uh, and we respond to that, that love by showering our moms or our mother figures with gifts and other expressions of love. You know, I'm always tempted every year to overdo it with my wife. She has to give me a a limit. She's like, I want this. If it costs this, don't get it. And I'm like, girl, come on, let me shower you. Let me show you how much I love you. But then she comes and she saves me. But you do it all the time. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. But I love her. I can't get enough of her, and, and there are times where I find myself just watching her with our children and just thanking God that he chose me to be her husband. And, and I want her to know the full extent of my love. I want her to know how much I appreciate her. And so it's hard for me to not want to break the bank when it comes to Mother's Day, but I'm not the only one. According to CNN, In 2017, the National Retail Federation estimates that U.S. consumers will spend $23.6 billion celebrating Mother's Day. They're anticipating this to be a record. Shoppers will spend an average of $186 on their mom compared to $25 on their dad. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. But I am putting a little plug in there for Father's Day. Amen. In Southern Living Magazine, there was an article on splurging on your mom. It says, is mama into mani-pedis? Images Luxury Nail Lounge in California offers a glitz and glamour cure that starts at $10,000 and can go up to $25,000. Mom would be leaving with real diamonds on her fingers and toes, a massage, a facial makeover, Lash extensions and complimentary champagne, which will set you back $14,200. If flowers and spa pampering aren't your style, you could 
always shower her in a $2,500 bottle of Victor and Rolf perfume or dress her living room in a $6,000 J. Strongwater picture frame. Dwayne Wade once bought his mother a church for Mother's Day. It's called the Temple of Praise. I think services starts at 9. LeBron James brought his mother a Porsche one year for Mother's Day. There's nothing people won't do for their mothers. Some of you right now, you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I spent a little bit. And we feel good about it. And you know what? You should feel good about showing your wife or your mother how much you appreciate them. But that love was put inside of your mother. The power of a mother's love should point us to God's love for us because he put this kind of love inside of us and we should feel the same way about God, if not more, because this love came from him. God is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. And while we are blessed with mothers, it's just a glimpse of the great love that God has for us. In Isaiah 49, verses 15 through 16, you know, sometimes you read, you see on the news, you know, how a mother uh, got rid of her child. Or you see ter- you know, heartbreak, uh, heartbreaking stories about a mother mistreating their children. And listen to what Isaiah says here in verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she is born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. You see, it's hard to imagine a mother forgetting her child, but sometimes that is the case. God, however, says that this will never happen with him. God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. You know, I think about all the things as a child that I put my mother through, all the heartaches and pain, and then I expand that a little further. Well, how much did I put God through? How long did God have to wait for me to get my act together? How many times have I broken his heart? How many times did he have to comfort my mother because of what I put her through? And so that love that I have for my mom needs to go beyond that into my love and appreciation for God. The fact, you know, our mothers are not perfect. And look, if we're honest enough, we look past all the love, we've noticed some sinful behaviors in our moms. They make mistakes. You know, my mom made mistakes uh, growing up. She's made mistakes as an adult. I realized, man, you know, that was a mistake. And that's not something I want to imitate, but that that doesn't hinder my love for my mom. In fact, it just made me realize, you know what, she's human, just like anyone else. She made mistakes. I've made mistakes as a parent, and so has my wife. But God reminds us here that every, even beyond human limitations of our mothers, God still loves us, and God still loves them. The fact that our mothers are not perfect proves that God deserves our undivided devotion. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, Matthew 10, verse 37, it says, Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son 
or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You know, God is saying here that he should be the most important relationship in our lives. Does that mean we need to take back the gifts we got for our mothers? Absolutely not. Does that mean we need to stop honoring mothers? Absolutely not. In fact, God commands it in Ephesians 6. God loves us completely. He is devoted. He is attentive. He is a patient parent. And most obvious is the sacrifice that he made by sending Jesus to die on the cross. I don't know too many parents that would give up one child for a complete stranger. But God did that for us. He gave up Jesus hoping that we would appreciate that love and reciprocate by giving us his life. But that has not been the case with everyone. And God still loves us. As God loves us perfectly, he desires for us to love him completely. And that's the parallel to this whole relationship. We'll do anything, or almost anything, for our mothers. But will you do anything for God? Why should we love God more? Because he sacrificed more. He gave up his legitimate child for a bunch of illegitimate ones. And it was he who put that love in our mother in the first place. It was because of my mother's love for me that I got to appreciate God's love for me. And therefore, I learned to love God more, and as a result, I could love my mother the way she deserved to be loved. But I had to first see that love reflected in flesh and blood. And that's the gift that we have in our mothers. It's supposed to invoke in us a deeper love and appreciation for the creator, for the giver, not the gift itself. Our mothers are a gift. But we need to thank God more. You see, with all this love for our moms, God says that we should love him even more. The best thing you could do for your mother is to love God first. You know, I'm grateful that I became a Christian first in our family. Because introducing my mother to the word of God, introducing her to the kingdom was the greatest gift that I could ever give her. So when she finished her race, when she finished her race and she went to be with God, it did my heart good. There was no gift on this earth that I could have given her than a love for God in my own life. That's what she always wanted. She didn't care if I became an NBA basketball player. She didn't care if I became the world's greatest painter. She didn't care if I became a celebrity, a doctor, or a lawyer. What mattered most to her was that I loved God with all my heart. That was the greatest thing you can do for your mother. Our parents deserve to be honored. In fact, God himself, again, he demands it. But God deserves to be honored more. He sacrificed more. He was more patient. He suffered more. He endured more. He protected more. He cried more. He listened more. He provided more. He cleaned up more of our messes. He showered us with more blessings. He remembered more. He gave more. He saved more. And he forgave more. And today, we shower our mothers with gifts 
and rightfully so. But there is no way we could ever repay them for all that they've done for us. How much more does God deserve to be honored? God gave us the gift of his son, and we can never repay him for that. There are not enough good deeds on this earth to repay him for what he's done. All you can do is live your life in such a way as to show him that you are grateful. That you are grateful. And by accepting Jesus' gift of salvation, by repenting, being baptized for the forgiveness of our sins, by making Jesus Lord of our lives, that will show God that you appreciate his love. You know, that was the greatest gift I could give my mom. And the greatest gift I can give my wife is by being a godly man. Is loving God with all my heart. Because that love that I have for God will spill over into our marriage. It will spill over into my parenting. She will be secure in my love for her because she knows that I love God. And because I'll do anything for God, she knows there's nothing I won't do for her because she's God's daughter. She's God's gift to me. And that's the best thing that we can do for God and for our mothers. My mother's love for me reflected God's love for me. When she showed, when he showed through Jesus' death on the cross, in 1 John 4, verses 9, and we're going to wrap this up and we're going to take communion. If you don't have uh, your communion kit, please raise your hand and the usher will come by and hand it to you. In a moment, we'll pray for the bread and the juice. In 1 John 4, 9, it says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. And you drop down to verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Let's honor God. Let's honor our moms, but let's not forget who gave us the gift in the first place. Let's pray. Our awesome and great Father, we thank you so much for the gift of our moms. God, we understand that not everyone has a great relationship with their mothers or their parents in general. And Father, but we know that the gift of life is a very precious gift in and of itself. And if for that reason only we can honor our moms, we thank you. But God, we thank you more so for the love that you've shown us throughout our whole lives. You've protected us while we were in the womb, and you've protected us outside the womb. And even now as we speak, Father, you're working your plan to enrich our lives, to build our lives up, to fill our lives with good things. And we ask that you help us to carry around the death of Jesus in our bodies, in our hearts, in our minds, every day and everywhere we go. As we pray for the bread, which represents his body, as we pray for the juice that represents the blood that was shed for our salvation, we ask that you help us to have hearts that are full of gratitude, full of hope, full of love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.